The following episode of the Walking Dead podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the premier source of spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Choose from their extensive catalog of over 215,000 audio programs from leading audiobook publishers, comedy specials, magazine and newspaper publishers, business information providers, as well as many other products. Audible is also the preeminent provider of spoken word audio podcasts for Apple's iTunes Store. In addition to audio programs from outside publishers, Audible.com introduces Audible Studios, matching the most imaginative and esteemed authors with the world's best performers, including Academy Award winners, respected stage actors, and Juilliard graduates. Audible Studios produces a diverse catalog of engaging audio ventures for every age. Sign up today for your free, no obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. You'll get a free audiobook and you'll be helping to support The Walking Dead podcast. So head on over to audibletrial.com forward slash dead and start a new adventure today. And now we're pleased to present the latest episode of The Walking Dead podcast. We always think there's going to be more time. It's the Walking Dead Podcast. Got any advice for me? Yeah, I'd say make a lot more. This is the Walking Dead Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Walking Dead television show on AMC and the Walking Dead comic from Image Comics. Come on, come on! Back up! So sit back, relax, and join the herd. just i'm riding the wave life is taking me on and uh just uh enjoying the ride well that's uh that's uh trying to come up with a spicoliism here but i can't think of one <laughs> just uh yeah we're just hearing some history eating some food yeah <laughs> going with the flow yeah whoa <laughs> gnarly radical uh, dude yeah. All right. Well, this is episode 244 of the podcast. Today we'll be discussing season 11, episode 8, For Blood. But first, this is the uh, standardized part of our show. The boilerplate, as you will. The part that Gary loves to do the most. 
It's my favorite thing to do. To tell you that, as always, you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast at gmail.com. Hint, hint, the inbox has been running a little dry. We'd like to see some more uh, messages in there. Or you can post... <laughs> huh? There's an inbox? Uh, yeah, yeah, there's one there. We, we don't get to check it as much because there's not usually anything in there. But, you know, we look and, you know, go away sadly. Uh, but you can also post a comment on our Facebook page, which is still there on Facebook when Facebook isn't shut down during the middle of the day. Facebook.com <laughs> slash Walking Dead Podcast. <laughs> you believe that the NBC was running a, a, a the um, the caption on their story was the aftermath of the internet outage. <laughs> what? what? I had friends that are unironically saying they were in the grieving process. And I'm like... What? Facebook and Instagram were gone? Like, who, who cares? I Anyways. Mean, yeah, yeah, I had to find other places for my Adrian Palicki photos. <laughs> but, uh... Luckily, there's still an internet and many sources for many things. Um, was, speaking of many sources for many things, our sponsor and good friends at Audible have a link at audibletrial.com slash dead. That's audibletrial.com slash D-E-A-D. If you go there, you get a free audiobook. You help support us. There's literally thousands and thousands and thousands, almost a quarter million, I believe now, uh, different new programmings, uh, comedy specials, magazines, newspapers. You want it, you you can find it there. <laughs> Audibletrial.com slash D-E-A-D. Uh, finally, Walking Dead No Man's Land, the mobile game. Me and Scott's favorite game to play on the mobile phones. You can join us on Death Squad Z is our group, and you can collect all your favorite characters from the show, even Mercer and Yumiko, and they're adding people all the time. And, uh, you know, play missions based on the shows. You can just do fun things and kill zombies if you want and get points and kill more zombies and then build a bigger base and then kill more zombies and get more points. And and then you can have a fully leveled up Daryl and then you can just do whatever you want. So again, that's Walking Dead No Man's Land, the mobile game. Death Squad Z. Oh. Oh. That's your cue, That's sir. It? That's yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. I thought there was more. No. no that was it. Well. Just that. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> watching a cat video. <clears throat> um, <laughs> Thanks. On Instagram. I'm glad I was on so Instagram. entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, cats. Cat hugging. Yeah. All I had to do was say Instagram was back up and Scott's out checking I'm cat like, videos uh, and Adrian Palicki's profile page repeatedly. Uh, uh, don't tell people that. You literally just said it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. Nadia Hilker's fridge. And well, thank you, Gary, for that um, astute uh, dissertation. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. So now we move on to the main event, our recap discussion of season 11, episode 8 for Blood. If you're not too busy watching a cat video. <laughs> I am not. I put my phone away. <laughs> I found an episode that uh, kept my attention the whole time. Woo-hoo. Once in a long time. Even the stuff that wasn't all that interesting to me, which was the stuff in Alexandria, even that was was well-intentioned. And uh, obviously the stuff with Rosita was cool. 
and it was something different. You know, we're very used to either zombies or people being a threat. It's not very often they throw natural disasters at us, you know? So it was kind of cool to see them, you know, have to defend themselves, but in a different way. You know, I've been in Virginia many times and I don't recall there being that many really, really bad storms. Hmm. Have you? I don't recall that from, I don't remember. from up where you're at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not up there, uh, yeah, but I do believe didn't um didn't one of those uh, hurricanes in the last few years that went up and hit New York, didn't it go through Virginia? Mm. I'm not saying it happens all the time, but I mean, the one it I is kind of coastly Sandy. Yeah. Oh, no, that went outside the coast, didn't it? It didn't go. It hit like New Jersey and the New York area, but I don't remember if it went through Virginia. You're right. Maybe I think it, it went through the water. I think it went through the water and kind of curved. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Not a weatherman, Gary. <laughs> Keep track of this stuff. Damn it, Jim. I'm a podcaster, not a weatherman. Exactly. Speaking of William Shatner. <laughs> going into space. Yes, he kinda, is. Kind of cool. It's just cool because he's the one doing it. I mean, if it was just like an yeah. old guy going into space, you'd be like, oh, that's kind of cute. But it's William, it's fucking William Shatner. Yeah. Captain Kirk finally goes in orbit. It's too bad the shuttle isn't called the Enterprise. That would be perfect. That would be really cool. You know what happened to the shuttle Enterprise? No. It was purchased by a rich guy, and now it's like it sits on as like a um, kind of like a museum piece um, on the at the airport at Dulles. Really? You can, yeah. It, it, I don't know if every plane passes it, but on the way to the taxiway to take off. I my plane went right by it many years ago. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it's funny. Star Star Trek fans lobbied like hell to get the first shuttle named Enterprise, so they get the first shuttle named Enterprise, and it turned out to be the trainer that they used to <laughs> land. It wasn't one oh, of the wow. ones that was going into space. Wow. Yeah. That's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what you want. We get. We'll show you assholes. <laughs> you want to get involved? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man! You remember That's what annoying. the name of the first shuttle was that went into space? No, the Columbia. Oh, then the Challenger, the Endeavor, and the Intrepid. It, I know that it was a Challenger and the Columbia that both exploded, if mm-hmm. I recall. All right. On that note, uh, <laughs> uh, this, uh, like I said, this was. Um, this really kept my interest the whole time. I was hoping to see more of the Commonwealth, but this worked. This worked. The the stuff with the Reapers was really good, especially with the way it concluded last week with the, the zombies going in the wall. Yeah. And, you know, the I tell you, the, the little 15-minute thing or 8-minute thing that's at the end of the episode with Angela Kang, that really does help add perspective, particularly by them saying what it was their intention was with the scene. It really does. Like there was something I just wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought of it that way if she hadn't said, this is kind of what we were thinking. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. I still thought it sucked, but it makes sense. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but this, I, I, like the Alexandria stuff, I was like, all right, well, this is interesting. It's moving along. Rosita going out there and being like super commando <laughs> was, was cool. Going yeah. going all Tyrese-y. Yeah, on, uh, on the the walkers out there. Would you see that that like mini Lucille bat with the spikes? Yeah, that, that cool. thing was sick. Yeah, it was. And then she just like took them all on. That did remind me of of Tyrese. 
when he like basically took on that whole herd and made it through and you're like, eh, no, no, come on. Come yeah. On. Yeah. That was the, like, there's been a few characters that have done similar things to that, but like right away struck Tyrese, you know, that was what I, the first thing I thought of. Yeah, exactly. It was just so cool. And then even like when you could see the shots of her, like jumping, you know, and like yeah, smashing yeah, on yeah. their heads through the window and stuff. And like, she went crazy out there. It was pretty cool. I thought she was just going to fight him on the porch, but then she not, kills all the ones on the porch. And you see her like run with enthusiasm down the steps after the rest of them. I'm like, all right, that's nice. That's why I always like Rosita. Yeah, yeah. definitely. And then when the, I love the way she came back in, she comes yeah. back in, look, let's stay away from the windows. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Yeah, definitely. So, um, even that stuff, which I I didn't think was at all surprising. I'm like, look, we've seen the whole Alexandria under siege and everybody trapped in a house and the, the walls down and the rain. And we've seen this before, but it, it worked. It worked. And then the reason why they said they did that was so they would remind everyone what Daryl and the rest of them are going through all that for. So I thought that that made a lot of sense just to remind you. Because most yeah. of it was still most of it was still at Meridian, but they cut into this stuff back in Alexandria. So I thought it was That's worked. a good point. Like you said, I was I was hoping for more Commonwealth too, but that makes sense. If it's the mid season finale and they want to focus on Daryl and the whole gang and what they're going through and why they're trying to do what they're doing and struggling with it. Um you know, it's, it makes sense to kind of mirror that with the fact that this group is still struggling and it's not just a struggle, like, you know, struggling for food. It's literally a struggle against nature to try to survive, yeah. you know, and save their place. So yeah. it's a, a cool dynamic there. And I, I actually like the conversation with Virgil and, and um, Judith. I normally don't really care about that kind of stuff, more or less one way or the other, but I thought it, uh, I thought it worked. I agree. And, you know, it's, 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 we, you know, it's easy to lose sight because she's not on the show anymore, but, um, that, uh, they've done a good job of periodically reminding everyone that Judith and Michonne were very close. I'm having trouble breathing. Um, so, uh, I'm glad that they, they did that. Cause it, you know, remind that he's really the last one that saw Michonne. Yeah. And uh, in, I thought he was going to say she won. She mentioned she was going after somebody. Well, but then I remember um, Michonne told Judith that anyway on the radio. That she uh, believed her dad was out there. and She was going to go look for him. Yeah. Because obviously those were his boots she found on the on the boat. I really do hope they come in for like the last episode or two. I mean, if they can afford it, I hope he'd do it. I, I imagine Michonne they have to. Do. Whether those movies are really coming or not, um, I imagine they'll have to have him at least pop in for the finale. Even if it's for something like they did with um, Shane and Herschel, bringing them back. Something like that, a flashback or like a fever dream or something. They're going to have to do something because like that's just, it seems wrong if the character is definitely out there and they've made points to make it clear that, yeah, he's still out there even though we're not showing him yet. Mm -hmm. um, that'd be really kind of a shame if they ended without at least a final shot with him or something. Or at least bring Michael Rosenberg in for the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We can have a Lex Luthor with hair. Yeah. That'll make more sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he has a podcast, you know. Yeah, it's pretty good. I haven't I haven't listened to any of it, but uh, I think he had Stephen Amell on right 
right after Arrow ended, and I guess Stephen Amell had some kind of anxiety issue because he had he he just walked off the set and then he came back and yeah he he couldn't handle it he had to like cut out halfway through and then he came back and um like a few weeks later and kind yeah. of finished it and talked about anxiety and mental health to kind of make a make huh. it clear you know well, I wonder what what happened if I remember right it was mostly just like the end of the show and yeah things not exactly working out the way he wanted and mm. um, the crossover, not exactly ending the way he had hoped it would, which was supposed to be the big culmination of everything and just kind of left a kind of bad taste in his mouth. that seemed like, um, and just wrapped that up in the feelings of ending the the job he's had for the last eight years or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he did a good job. I mean, I would have never watched that show if you hadn't recommended it. So yeah, I, I agree. I, I liked it. All right. Well, um, what that has to do with Walking Dead, I'm not sure. I do that. You had to have a tangent. I do somewhere. that. I can't. I can't help it. I can't help it. The world's interconnected, Gary. The world it interconnected. is interconnected. We do love our tangents. Yes. Yes. Greg Berlanti. Damn you. <laughs> um, why do you have to be so good at what you do? <clears throat> so um, I, I did. I really love the whole guerrilla warfare type. Thing that Maggie's doing where she's trying to draw them off one at a time and then it then even better when Daryl did something to help them he stabs that guy and then throws yeah. him over the he throws him over the wall and <laughs> yeah. then like talks to him I thought that was cool um kind of reminded me in the comic book when um Dwayne was it du- Dwight Dwayne Dwight <laughs> Dwayne was the guy's son uh, Morgan's son Dwight was uh, working with Alexandria, but he was still Negan didn't know in the book. And like the, they, he was throwing stuff over to the guys inside the wall and they're like, uh, and they were like going to shoot him. He goes, what else do I have to do to show you? You want me to shoot myself? I'm with you. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It kind of reminded me of that. Cause he was talking to him Go over here. So, um, I, I did like that Angela Kang made the point that this was also to show that they have actually learned from their enemies, the yeah. Alexandria group. They learned tactics and things, and they've absorbed that over time. When they first met the the Whispers, they really didn't know how to handle that, but they seem to have mastered it quite well. True. And it was it was you know I, that always used to be I used to like really hate that that stuff when it was the whispers, but now I was watching these, our, our, our friend do the exact same thing. The whispers do like sneak up and stab people. And I'm like, yeah, go, go <laughs> stab them yeah. again. Yeah. Right. So I've come full circle, Gary, like a swirling <laughs> Walker crowd. <laughs> I heard, heard. So, um, I, uh, I like that part. And then the, um, now we talked last week about, how I thought it would end with Pope. What would Leah do? Mm. They kind of accomplished both ends doing what they did, where she she turns against Pope and then she turns against Daryl. Yeah. So, I and it I makes sense in the end because yeah. all it boiled down to was wanting to protect her people, and then she she did it for Daryl, kind of, mm. but then also really for her and her people. Yeah, I think it was more I, for her people. The point, but like, they, go ahead. yeah. Go ahead. Never mind. I, I'm I'm retracting my statement because as I was saying, and I realized I didn't even mean what I was saying. Well, the the um. Okay, I I admit I have no response to that. 
<laughs> no, I get you said my entire image is blown. Here. <laughs> I, I was starting to say that, like, she might have done it partially, partially for Daryl. But then once Pope was gone, she realized Daryl had taken the lives of a couple of her people now, too. Yeah. So he was That's... technically the enemy also. But then yeah. I realized she didn't do it at all for Daryl. That was just a happy side coincidence. Um, she did it for her because yeah. they had made a point to show the tensions had been mounting because he was being reckless with her people's lives. And as she said, that was her family, you know? So that's exactly what, that is basically what Angela Kang said. What you just said is that she, she got rid of Pope for, for her own reasons entirely because she felt he had just gone too far at that point. And she, she needed to kill him to protect the rest of the group. And it had nothing to do with Daryl. Yeah, she may not have turned Daryl. She may not have told Carver that Daryl killed Pope, except that Angela King said when when Daryl threw that knife at the other guy, I forget what his name was, that um, that moment really snapped Leah around to be like she watched another one of her family die. And then there. So she decided to just. Daryl needed to be dealt with then, but she did do him a favor by giving him a head start. That's what I was going to say. Obviously there's still some feelings there because she did give him a little head start and didn't just kill him right away or detain him yeah. or whatever. Like she let him go, but we'll see how it goes next time they meet. Cause uh, she's obviously not going to be too happy with him. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I was not surprised. I didn't, I didn't envision that whole thing where she would take command. I thought she would like leave and, and turn against the whole group, but no, she knocks off the father figure and then becomes the the mother bear. So yeah. To speak. And then yeah. I didn't know that was I didn't expect that. But again, when I watched it, I'm like, this would be exactly what I would expect her to do if I had actually thought of it. Yeah, same so, here. And I then, didn't think of it either, but it makes sense. But I like that Negan's like, oh, oh they're retreating. <laughs> And yeah. then Maggie's like, yeah, but why are they doing that? And then a minute later, the I, I love that the very last scene of the episode was that Huacha firing. And then they just cut it off and we have to wait until what, February to find out what happened? Probably, yeah. Yes. I avoided all that type of suspense the way I watched season three where I watched it all binged yeah. straight through after it was already in the summertime. It's a nice way to do it. <laughs> yeah. But again, it, it does take away some of the, what makes the whole thing fun is that you have to wait and you know, like makes it, makes it all the more satisfying when you watch it. Unless of course they screw it up. Yeah. Or, or, or it's can... underwhelming. Mm. Yeah. Like that's happen. never happened, man. <laughs> <laughs> right. But all in all, I really thought it was a good episode. So um, I really liked the episode, too. I think we kind of covered, you know, obviously the Alexandria part was weaker, but it was still engaging. And, you know, the the Pope kind of Carver stuff with Leia and Daryl and the whole group was really kind of cool. And the end was really exciting. Um, what do you see coming from the future? Like, obviously, we're probably waiting till at least January, probably more like February. But um, how do you think this is going to shake up? With the, with the Reapers first, uh, obviously... If there's more with the Reapers, and obviously Lee is the the big bad there, and I think that'll end up where um, Daryl has to kill her at the end, because I don't think Daryl's gonna die, especially no. since they're announcing a spinoff with him. And I think they announced a spinoff with him and Carol. 
Yeah, they did. So we know we know Daryl's not gonna die. <laughs> yeah, probably not. So he'll probably have to kill Leah, or it'll get to a point where he'll kill everybody else, and and they'll leave the they'll leave her resolution ambiguous. So you don't know whether she might be dead or not. I just had an interesting thought. Yeah. The Carol and Daryl spinoff. Mm-hmm. We've heard very, very little details about it. Right. You and I have speculated maybe it might be a period show, like in within the, the timeline of the show that maybe it'll be based, you know, in the past a little bit, um, which would be kind of cool because then we could see like some of our other characters pop up that might've even been gone for a while, you know, could just pop in for one episode. It's not a huge commitment for them. And you heard um, that it's supposed to be in the take place in the past from where we're at with the main show. No, no. I said, we've speculated that maybe that's one way they could go, you know? Um, But I just had an interesting thought. I don't think it's the way they would go, but it opens up a lot of interesting possibilities if they decided to do it that way. What if they did like an anthology kind of show where they could even, pick uh, missions they had together from any era of the show. They could even go back to first season, Daryl and Carol, if they wanted to, um, but it would just be a side mission of them. I just think that'd be really interesting. I know it's it not would, but do. I don't think it would work simply because also they're all, the actors are also over 10 years older and it would be difficult to, it would be difficult to make. If you watch the first season now, mm-hmm. Norman Reedus looks a lot younger and yeah, even true. Carol, even, uh, yeah. uh, Melissa, um, I wanted to say, Benoit, <laughs> Melissa McBride, even yeah. she looks a lot younger. Plus her hair was short, you know, very short when she was married to, um, whatever the hell his name was, her husband. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so no, I, get it. I just thought that was an interesting idea. Oh, yeah, no, I would, it would be interesting, but it, I, I feel like they, I feel like, that would be something that is more akin to like um, a streaming only type of series. Mm. Yeah. Get that makes sense. Sort of like they're doing with those um, origins videos, origin segments, which are, I, I tried watching them and they're like, all right, I already know all this. This is really for the person that doesn't know anything about these characters who's coming in, mm. you know, to, to watch a Jeffrey Dean Morgan narrated documentary about Negan seemed a yeah. little bit self-serving to me. <laughs> Yeah. But what I do I know? <laughs> even the one, even the one where no, they have the they have the actor that plays the character narrate the whole. Like they're doing an interview, they cl- they go back and forth between clips from different episodes they've been in, and then them sitting in a chair like they're being interviewed, a la um the you know Modern Family style. Mm. So um, well not quite like that, but just like explaining the narrative and cutaway. And I'm just like, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I can't do it. It's like trying to watch the Rocky movies all from Rocky one. All there's after the first Rocky, you're like, I can't do anymore. <laughs> That's funny. I tried watching all, all. I wanted to watch all the Rocky movies up to Rocky four. Again, I got through one and then I started watching Rocky two and I'm like, I can't do it. I can't, can't do it. <laughs> The beginning of Rocky too, especially is tough. Cause then yeah. that's the whole, where he's like trying to do commercials and stuff. Yeah. And like, no, that's yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. That's three. It's actually. Bad. Oh, that's three. That's three. When he's oh, the, heavyweight right. champ. the first one picks up directly after the end of the first one, the second one picks up right directly after the first one. 
and it's it's uh they're in the hospital and they get they yell at each other or apollo yells and like you were supposed yeah, to like right. take a fall and all that and then yeah I, yeah i, I remember can't that. do i can't do it i can't do yeah. it boy i can't mm-hmm. do it um yeah so i mean for somebody who doesn't know anything about the show it's good a great idea you can learn about the characters but for those of us who have been around since well not quite the beginning but uh since at least Basically. season two yeah like and, and read most of the the comics mm-hmm. so um yeah i mean i i would i would be interested to see but I, I i can't see them going back it would i think it would just be like and their adventures together and what the dynamic is although i don't know if that would work well because their dynamic is only good in the context of being in that larger group yeah i don't know how that would go they talk once about doing a spinoff from Frasier that would be about the brother, Niles. Really? And the guy who played Niles says, no, that won't work. It'll be a, it'll bomb because Niles is only funny in the context of his interaction with Frasier. If you put Niles by himself, he's just uninteresting. Yeah. So alas, they did not do it. <laughs> That's funny. So I wonder, I wonder how you know, they'd have to, they'd have to have new characters and all that. And that would, they, I guess they would just be the main point of view characters. And of course, well, I guess so. Maybe it'll work. I mean, it, this, if anything would give a precursor to that, it would be Daryl kind of uh, Rick, not being the main POV character anymore. And now it really is. Daryl is like the lead in the show. And you could kind of, I guess, build a show off of, of him, but I don't know. We'll see. We'll yeah. See. I'm, I'm more interested. Um, I'm really interested in see what happens with the Commonwealth because that's supposed to figure in the, the finale of the comic book series. So, um, obviously I don't think we're spoiling anything since the comic book series ended <laughs> a year or two ago, but Rick, Rick, of course is still in the show in the story into the Commonwealth. So, the end of that, I guess the the next issue is the one that takes place after he's killed, uh, supposedly by the son of of Pamela Milton, Dushin Yolo Milton. <laughs> so I'm I'm they they speculated online what if they're going to replay if they're going to do that adaptation where he kills somebody who would it be? I imagine it's probably Yumiko. Because I mean, Eugene yeah. isn't Eugene isn't Rick, so I don't know. And you, you, Miko, kind of has that that leadership quality. I guess but, I don't think anyone out of the four of them is anywhere near Rick. But oh no, not at all. But she's the most I think that lends herself most to that. That type I guess of- it, if it's gonna be out of those four, and we're not bringing anyone else into it, mm. um. I would imagine it, you're right. It'd have to be either her or maybe Eugene, just because he's been around so long. You know, they maybe. figure it might have an impact. Maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. Mm. I really, I got to imagine maybe. eventually more of them will try to come and save them or something, and then maybe, maybe one of them will. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe. But uh, that—that's I'm most interested in. Uh, the, the stuff in Alexandria is kind of—they've done that over and over again the the town is imperiled the walls yeah. are failing i do i do appreciate that they have they have uh incorporated the wear and tear this place has taken over the many times it's been under siege the many times it's been attacked 
and that now they're and they just the resources are basically depleted and there's no more that like that they mentioned there's no more wild animals around because the walkers either scared them off or ate them and so they they can't find stuff to grow food and so it's just it's just difficult i i am again interested to learn more about the commonwealth because it's supposed to be three communities that are linked together so i'd like to uh, they probably won't do it because they never do it. But I would really, really like to learn more about the dynamic of how that works. That kind of yeah. a nation state and how, I mean, how this army formed and then how Pamela Milton has such control over it and and um, how they bind together those three city-states, basically, under this unified government. And they have all the modern conveniences and stuff. Yeah. They probably won't because they never do. <laughs> they never do stuff like that. Yeah, um, I heard they spoil us. Yeah. The one thing, one of the main things I didn't like about um, Man in the High Castle is they really never explored the way the world is set up other than very basically, you know, how the how the rest of the world functions when it basically mm-hmm. power is shared on there between the Germans and the Japanese. They don't really get into that. And I thought that stuff was interesting. And they really didn't touch on it until the last season. And then they, you know, the way they ended that was very unsatisfying. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, hopefully, I'm hoping that the end of this series will be, you know, something worthwhile watching. I mean, I've watched yeah. several series finales the last decade or so, and all of them were unsatisfying to one degree or another. The Sopranos one of the most unsatisfying endings period. The game of Thrones was not well received and in the high castle. I don't know what the hell happened at the end. <laughs> so yeah, it'll be really interesting to see if they can stick the landing. I hope so. I hope Me just too. do something that's interesting. Either they continue on like they did with Stargate SG one. They went, the end of the series they have this last adventure and then they go on another mission that's the end of the they continue on with the the function so hopefully they'll do something where they either move or i don't know maybe maybe like this series finale of battlestar galactica where they all go their separate ways so that'd be interesting but uh other than that you know i i i think there isn't a lot that will be unexpected. I would be be surprised if they have anything that really shocks. Because I haven't seen anything that really shocks. Yeah. You know? I don't know really much at all about how the comic ends or how the Commonwealth yeah. story ends. So I don't, I don't really know what to expect on that level. Yeah. And who knows, even from that, they could change it. Because the show at this point is quite different than the comics were at this point. Yeah, I really don't. I've really decided not to read it. Yeah. Until after the series ends, because I've I did that before, and and you know you get a little disappointed because the in many way in in a lot of ways the comic story is much better than the yeah the uh, show story, but then they they can't do everything. Boys is like that. The the comic book is really deep, but they could never do. They could never do a direct adaptation from the boys comic to the the series. It would be just, it would be like Negan murdering two people every week. Yeah. Yeah. It would just, yeah. people would just get like, cause I mean, they really, they really go over. They don't just like 
cross the line a little bit in that book. They just it's like the line is way in their rearview mirror. Yeah. They're I've lucky read. they get to do as much as they can on the show. Yeah, I mean the way they've adapted the show is is uh I think the only way they could. They yeah. could never do what they I mean it's really over the top. Sometimes in my view it's just it, like it goes too far, but Fortunately, yeah, the, the Walking Dead is not like that at all. The, the comic book, it's, it's very, very, as you know, it's very intense, but. Um, Rarely more than the show. Right. No, the show, the show, and they've done a great job of adapting, I think, the, the story, but I don't think there's anything that's going to shock us. My view. I think it'll be interesting. We'll like it. I'm pretty sure we'll like it. I just hope they did the series finale good. We'd be great if they brought back Michonne and, and Rick. That's kind of where I'm at. I think they've been doing a real good job this first third of the season. We've liked the majority of the episodes and a lot of the stuff they've done in it. Um, I'm excited to see where they go from here because I think they are going to do a good... Uh, let's put it this way. I think it'll be a satisfying conclusion. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be the most epic, grand, like everything we ever could have wanted conclusion. Um, like you said, there's probably not going to be a huge shock or any twist that we couldn't see coming at all, but... Um, I think they're going to do a good job and I'm excited to see how they wrap it up. But um, and they also have the benefit of having other shows. True. That, that, that pick it up so they can kind of do something that connects directly to at least fear the walking dead, which I'm, I'm actually eager to get back to, to watching that again. Uh, Me too. As I've mentioned, I've watched through season four and season three was markedly better than the, the, the first six episodes were pretty good. Season two was uh, was rough at, at yeah. points. Season three built up, and I really enjoyed the second half the most. And then season four was when Morgan joined the show was really good. And I guess Dwight and his wife joined the show the, the season after that. Yeah. So I think they're about to start season seven, but I'm not positive. I'm so far behind. And then I've never watched The Walking Dead Beyond, which apparently takes place many years in the future. Yeah. With kids who've never known anything else. But they've already got that now. Like Judith doesn't know any other world but that one. Yeah, or Herschel. Yeah, Herschel too. The little kids don't know. Yeah, anything other than that, the world they're in. So I guess it's kind of a take off of that. I just, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm glad that they kept it around because I had was under the understanding it was just a limited series they were doing for one. But they're about to start season Me two. Me too. Yeah. I was a little surprised by that. I wonder if maybe the pandemic changed things. They needed more shows to, you know, maybe, maybe they had made an extra season. I, I maybe. or maybe they had a bigger plan and they split it into two smaller seasons. I, I really don't know, but I, don't um, know. I was pleasantly surprised to hear they were getting a second one. Well, I would, it would be fun to recap those, but uh, um, hmm. we know how difficult it is just to do this. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no promises there. So we always have grander designs of trying to do things between the hiatus of the main show and we don't and then, always get there. And but. then life. <laughs> yeah. And then life yeah. interferes. Always. So. All right. Well, that's our show today. That's uh, apparently this is the, like the, this would normally be the mid season finale, but I guess they're calling it like the segment one or the part one finale. Cause they're going to do 24 episodes instead of 16. And then, so I guess they're breaking it up into three eight eight episode blocks, of which this is the f- end of the first one. So, uh, hopefully that uh, it'll be well worth the wait. Yeah, it is reminiscent of in season three episode eight is where they reveal that they captured Daryl. 
Oh yeah. You had to wait to find out the rest of that after. So I missed all that tension, which I yeah. didn't mind. <laughs> Me neither. So all right. Well, again, uh, you can leave your comments and feedback by emailing us at twdpodcast@gmail.com or by posting a comment on our Facebook page, provided Facebook, you know, lets you. <laughs> it's funny. I'm sitting there yesterday, or I'm yesterday. It's funny. I'm sitting there when when they just after I saw that heard about the outage, and then I tried to, and then I sent you a message on the messenger yeah. of this, of something on Instagram. And then I realized after I hit send, dumbass, you're talking to him on Facebook messenger. <laughs> no, it's funny. Like when I first started to check Facebook before I went into work, there was eight notifications. It said, and I opened it and it could barely load anything. And I wasn't seeing yeah. anything new. So I was like, okay, that's weird. But your message came through, but the picture you sent didn't. Oh, so you just okay. sent a picture refer, you sent a message referring to a picture. And I'm like, What's he talking about? Did he forget to send it? And then later on, I heard there was an actual outage. I thought it was just my internet or whatever yeah. being bad, but yeah. yeah. I would have been happy to leave it right there. Yeah. Frozen on that. I mean, it's it was, it was it's a very, very um, nice picture. There's nothing scandalous about it, but it was, it was a nice picture to keep on there. Agreed. Um, so, all right. Well, and of course, there's never been a better time to be a nerd. So stay safe, Rhinebeck, New York, home of Jeffrey Dean Morgan and Hillary Burton Morgan, as well and as Gus Morgan, I guess, and Gus Morgan and Georgie Morgan, and uh, Samuel Sweet Shop, and I guess a bunch of other people live there too, <laughs> <laughs> and some not other people of, that not yeah. a lot of other people, but <laughs> so it looks like a nice place, nice and spread out. So, all right, well, have a good time till we get to our next episode so stay safe and hike hike that's our show for today thanks for joining us please take a moment and like us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash walking dead podcast if you like the show let us know what you think. You can email comments and feedback to twdpodcast at gmail.com. You can also post comments on our Facebook page. The Walking Dead podcast can be heard at iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and SoundCloud. If you're an Android user, you can also download a dedicated Android app at playerfm.com and the Google Store. Please help support The Walking Dead podcast by visiting our sponsor, audible.com, and signing up for your free no obligation trial membership at audibletrial.com forward slash dead. Many of our sound effects are provided courtesy of free SFX. Please check them out for all your sound effects needs at www.freesfx.co.uk. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you back here for the next episode of The Walking Dead Podcasts.